You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. The offseason's over, man. We're officially into the regular season. They're prepping already at practices, getting ready for week one. How do we feel like it's gone? Now, we've had intermediate conversations in the interim. It's it's here, baby. Offseason's over with. Uh, B, what you got going on? What, how you feeling about what's, what's happening right now with the offseason? The offensive line got fixed. We had a real QB competition. And we got more talent coming in one class than we've ever had. Mm. I say the offseason went pretty good. Couldn't ask for anything better than that. Now. Yeah, I mean, offensive line, like, that's interesting. You said the offensive line got fixed. Do we know that for sure? Or are we just saying about the upgrading the talent? Okay. Since we talked to the offensive lineman, mm. I say the offensive line got fixed. Okay. That's my okay. personal assessment. I saw big dudes eating steak. <laughs> I said they look like they finna block their ass off. So I said, look, it's, it's different. It's different. Brand new. We got it fixed. I mean, well, on, for the first thing, let's say 42 incoming people who weren't on this team before, transfer yeah. portal, high school, or whatever. The roster needed a makeover, which is what makes any predictions about what Auburn can't do this season, five and seven predictions, the six and the West predictions. If you looked at our last two years, pretty much everything that was bad about our last two years changed. Okay. So, so what are you basing any uh, continuation of, of a lack of success or a lack of offensive productivity, it all changed. If you didn't like what Robbie Ashford did, well, look, we got a brand new starter. He's been named. He's a controlled coach's kid. Hugh Freeze got in here and said, I don't like the attitude of, of uh, the leadership in here. Brand new guys, senior guys, Elijah McAllister's, all three of the offensive linemen we talked to, mm-hmm. juniors and better. Like, these are guys who are, are seasoned all across the team and not just on that offensive line. Everything that was wrong with this team improved, except for defensive line, and we the, the jury's still out on linebacker. We lost more proven talent on the defensive line than we brought okay. in. Okay. At linebacker, question mark. That's it. Other than that, I think the offseason's gone as well as you can have it go. We were in the running for a couple of more really big recruits. So far, we still, even right now, have a better recruiting class definitely than the last two. And, I mean, we got a chance to really hit, like, the peak of Auburn recruiting ever. A new peak in Auburn recruiting in year one under Hugh Freeze. Just so far in in eight months offseason. This has been the best eight months of non-on-the-field football that we have had in a very long time. Let's see how the season goes. Okay. All right. Mike G, let's see if we got that mic fixed and see if we can talk a little bit more often. This is a rebuilt offensive line. This is a rebuilt roster. Uh, You know, we did talk to offensive linemen. Those guys, obviously, they're going to display that they're confident. Um, But I think during this offseason and during camp, we saw that they have gotten at, at least 
they're competent at run blocking. I think mm-hmm. pass blocking is still up in the air, but what we're hearing also is that we have competent pass rushers as well, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing a little bit of an up and down result. There's no way to know for sure until you test it in a game against an opponent that's really trying to beat you. Um, right. And, you know, I had tweeted out just, you know, hey, like, what are, you, what, are, what are your fans hoping to see? in game one from a Hugh Freeze-led football team, and most people are defaulting to competent offensive line play. They have been so deficient there, and so many things are tied to good line play. So you can't run the ball, you can't pass uh, uh, consistently, you can't do a lot unless your line is going to block, or you need super, super... You you need supermen at the skill positions to overcome bad line play. Now, does Auburn have that? You will see. But it'll be interesting to see. I think with Peyton Thorne at quarterback, certainly uh, competent pass blocking is going to be a lot more important. But even for a mobile guy like Robbie, so that he's not consistently using all his supreme athleticism to try to make something happen every play, uh, you know, from the start, from the snap. It's going to be really important. I think that they accomplished that that's this season. They just had to raise the bar. The bar was on the floor last season. I think they have raised the bar. Uh, and I think th- teams are going to be shocked. I don't think that last year's record was reflective of the talent level on this team either. They don't. I think it was that badly mismanaged. And what they had to get organized this offseason. They had to get organized. They had to establish a pecking order. They had to change the culture. I think they did all those things. Now you have to go out and coach it. Now you have to go out and you got to be better than the, the guy across the field from you, coaching it, calling it, and, you know, planning it. So we'll see how they do on that. I, I give this offseason an A. They, they, they had a lot of things they had to get done. It was well, hold a lot on. Before of we get Before we get into the grade specifically, let's not get too far down the line because I want right. to break this up into a, a, a different kind of conversation. What I want to talk about is I'll let you give your Coach Hugh Freeze grade first since that's the, the big thing that we want to talk about. Then I want to talk about a predictive grade about offense, defense, Mm. and special teams, all right? So, like, where do you—your comfort level with where we are in those three phases. But let's continue down the conversation, and I'll let you continue your grade for how Coach Hugh Freeze has done during the offseason with the things he's done. We're talking about recruiting. We're talking about player relations. We're talking about handling the media. We're talking about— installation and and hiring coaches, all of those things, where would you give Coach Hugh Freeze a grade considering all of those things? I think it was an A. Okay. I think it was an A. Uh, And the excitement around the program is reflective of that grade, about how he did. Uh, You know, people are excited. They're hopeful. They are looking forward to the season. They want to see how it's all going to come together. And there may be some, some... apprehension, but I think that apprehension is more about a history of things that have happened in the past more so than it is about what this coaching staff has done. You know, the offseason primarily is about recruiting, let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah a good offseason recruiting, there's going to be a lot of deflated, you know, uh, uh, enthusiasm about what you're doing. But he put the he put the effort in there, and now, you know, you've, you've got, you got to pick some guys, man. You have to figure out you know, who your guys are. He had to reevaluate this roster. I think that he did it. You know, one of the things that we've talked about is his ability to be able to check his own biases and reassess when necessary. I think he did a really good job with that, you know, acknowledging out loud 
hey, man, we overlooked Demari Austin. He's a much better player than we anticipated um, coming in. And I expect I would assume that he's done that at other positions as well, just hasn't told us. Hmm. I bet you there are some other positions where he just looked at it and said, hey, we're a lot better here than I thought, or we got more talent here than I thought. Um, now, he has done a good job tempering expectations as well, too, which is, I think is part of managing the offseason is making sure that you don't you you set the bar somewhere where you can achieve. You can under promise and over deliver to some extent, but I promise you quietly, they're not thinking about going seven and five this year. That's not what yeah. that's not what they're shooting for. That's that may be where he wants your expectation to be. But his expectation is go out and win every single game, compete in every single game, have a chance to win in every single game. And I think this offseason, they've done all they can to set Auburn up for that. That's why I give Coach Hugh Freeze an A for this offseason. Okay, fair. Uh, B. Will, how are you feeling from Coach Hugh Freeze's standpoint? Give me a letter grade on the offseason. A. A. You need to fix the offensive line, the most glaring deficiency on the team. You did that. You need to add experience and maturity at the quarterback position and talent. You did that. We needed more productive wide receivers, not not necessarily better ones because ours haven't had their chance to shine yet, but you did that. And if you believe that Robbie Ashford's issue was maturity or leadership, he's looking by all accounts like he fixed that as well. He did what was necessary to get him focused, getting the best practices of now, the preseason out of Robbie Ashford since setting up the pecking order of Thorne and then Ashford and then Gurner. So he did that. He did what we needed him to do, and he's recruiting. Well, this this is an A offseason for you, Freeze. Okay. Listen, I actually, I talked with the guys over on the Uptempo podcast about this recently. Um, and you guys can go and check that out. I don't know what day it was. It, post, it was posted. But um, yeah, I agree that this is an A offseason where Coach Hugh Freeze did all of the things, not even grading on a curve, right? Not not talking right. about, you know, relative to where we were going. Like, if he had come in with a Hall of Fame coach retiring and done the exact same things he did in recruiting during this offseason as far as the talent that he brought in, the flips that were happening, right? I would still think that Coach Hugh Freeze has done an admirable job this offseason. Filling roster spots in places where we know we were light and deficient, going Mm -hmm. out and finding more places where we're good, but he can bring in additional competition, right? I don't think our running back room would have been bad without Brian Batty. But does it upgrade with him in it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Would we have been able to win football games with the quarterbacks we have on the roster? Yes. Did bringing in Peyton Thorne up the level of competition and make everybody raise their game? Absolutely it did. Right. So I think that Coach Freeze and his staff have done an amazing job of motivating people who probably didn't even think they needed motivation, right? Mm -hmm. We've heard uh, the conversations, or he said himself, he had to be the practice jerk. He had to go out there and get on some guys that maybe weren't given 100% in practice because they didn't feel like they need, like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Like, no, you're not. Right. We're not good because everybody needs to compete a little bit harder. Right. I think that he's shown a good ability of finding ways to push buttons for everybody. The best players on the team, down to the guys that they know that need to do a little bit work. He's finding a button to push, a knob to turn for everybody to get just a little bit more effort, get them, make them stay on edge so that when their time has come, 
they're going to go out there and they're they're ready mentally to perform. Physically, we know these kids can go out there and ball, man. They wouldn't get a scholarship to a a, a program like Auburn if they're not good football players. That's not the problem. Mike said it already. Talent's not the issue. Can I fit? Can I figure out a way to get a little bit more from you, from your mental edge and your preparation? And if I can't, then let me go find a new way to motivate you. Let's see if this works. Does this motivate you to go up there and play a little bit harder, a little bit faster? Are our practices, are we performing to the standard that I want? You have to give that an A when you, well, I have to give it an A. Other people may disagree with me about how it is, but I think we're all in agreement that that's an A offseason there for Coach Hugh Freeze. While we're here, though, I still would be remiss, and we do it all the time, I'd be remiss in not giving a bunch of credit for the upward trajectory to one Cadillac Williams. Mm, yeah. They're doing the um, the world championships, the track and field world championships just got done and um, saw relay races. A lot of what happens about momentum is about how the baton is passed to you, right? And it's a different situation when you're running the anchor leg and you're running and the person that passed it to you didn't run a very good leg. Yeah. Now, we didn't have the greatest first leg. It's only a three-leg relay race in this instance. We didn't have the greatest first leg out there, and we were way behind. But the guy that was there in the middle that was ready to pass it on to the anchor leg in this situation did a fabulous job. And, I mean, I guess if we want to make this a full relay race analogy, we can talk about the job that uh, John Cohen did when he got here that allowed Hugh Freeze to run the anchor, right? Cadillac would have been leg two in that race, And then he handed it off to Cohen to say, "Okay, now you go get the right guy to finish this off. And realizing running leg two in this race is not some demotion. I'm still a guy that contributed to us being able to go out here and put up a good time. Right. 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 Uh, Can't say enough about the humility and the professionalism and the passion that Coach Cadillac Williams has brought to this football team from his interim status all the way through this offseason, continuing with the recruiting momentum that he had going. Big props to Cadillac Williams and all that he's done to make sure that we were in this position. Yeah, for sure, man. Caddy really allowed the fan base to heal after Harson. Like, everybody was fed up with Harson after Arkansas. Like, Arkansas... We were some of the last people like, man, you know, just let them finish the season. And then Arkansas was like, mm, no, nah, it's sad. Sadly uh, mistaken. I, I, again, I've eaten crow on that multiple times. I will take another portion of, yeah, y'all was right to go ahead and make that move. Yeah. But again, that's John Cohen saying, hey, this is the time. Let's go ahead and do it. And Caddy allowed the fan base to come together because who is not going to root for Cadillac Williams at Auburn? We still weren't a great team. But we at least found out how to be a competitive team. We found our heart once Caddy took over. We found some yardage. We found some offense when Caddy took over. And we had the most memorable home game of the last two years with that win over Texas A&M in November. That was a moment of Auburn being able to showcase this is still what we are because we hadn't had those moments. Like the overtime game against Bama, kind of, kind of, sort of, but we lost. Right. Memorable, sure, but we lost. Beating a team who had had way more talent, had way more going for it up, coming up to the meeting, they had every reason to fight for that game, too. Like, they didn't want uh, a however $100 million man to be 5-7, and seven, but 
They had a lot to fight for, but so did we. And we won that, that fight. We won that fight with such a display of family and professionalism and connection. And that, that light show, they, they've been up in the stadium experience every year. For, but for it to be what it was at that moment, with Cole Kublick on the sideline, an Auburn alum, no doubt, interviewing That was, that was, that was definitely a moment, like, bro. Like, that was that a moment. Was, that was a moment. Uh, the, the sideline interview with Cole Kublick. Cadillac looking like, yeah, I'm going to do this interview because we boys, but I really want you to get out of my way so I can run on this field and then hollering, let's play ball before he ran out there. That was a whole moment. That yeah. I, every I've watched that clip multiple times, yeah. and the Auburn man and me can't help but feel goosebumps every time I see it. Yeah. So the thing that I, I take most about Caddy's tenure is when we could have dipped and just mailed in every part of the process for the rest of the season going into finding a new coach, we didn't dip. We actually went up. We I, The program was elevated because Caddy took over. So making the, the, the decision to make Caddy the interim, great decision, great for the program, great for recruiting because they got to see a fan base behind what was, by the numbers, a terrible team. The worst Auburn team we have had since 2012 and we showed up like that for them, that showed that support. We've had recruits already saying, look, man, they weren't even good last year, but they showed up for that game, right. and that was crazy. It paid dividends, and like you said, handing that off to Hugh Freeze instead of a, a terrible uh, interim experience, not that anybody else would have been awful, but a bad season was made better because of who was made the interim coach. That was an awesome decision. We've been making the right steps. Ever since we fired Brian Harson, the right steps have been taking to get us to where we are right now, and Caddy was a huge part of that. Yeah. Any any thoughts on the whole Caddy situation, Mike? Uh, he's an Auburn guy, and he held it together for them. Uh, rehiring him was a no-brainer. Uh, it was the only huge mistake I think Hugh Freeze could have made in his whole assessment of rebuilding the staff. It was not bringing him back. Yeah. Uh, so he brought him back. I and think it was literally the first thing that he did. He was like, first act, Cadillac, assistant yeah. head coach, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, if you wanted to win the fan base over, it was an easy, it was a, it was a slam dunk. It was a layup, yeah. right? Uh, so you couldn't mess that up. You just have to be, you'd have to just completely be daft to mess that up. Um, you know, he's a, a good- I like the use of the word daft right there. That is not <laughs> a very often used word. You just throw, mm -hmm. unless you're like British, people don't just throw that in the I was about to say, that's that 1828 uh, yeah. insult right hey, there. Let's bring I, it back. I, I, yeah, I like that right there. I like that. Continue, uh, sir. Be, uh, be, be, say more things like that so I can give you props <laughs> on the okay, vocab. Yeah. Go ahead. A word of the day, toilet paper. <laughs> um, so ultimately, they brought, it, they, they brought him back. He's done a good job. We heard from the running backs. They love their coach. Yeah. Um, I think it's paid off in recruiting. I think it's paid off in coaching. And now you've got to go out and you've got to let him and his his squad do his thing. I, I, I see Hugh Freeze leaning on the more on the run more here than he has at his other stops because I think he's got way more talent than he's had anywhere he's been at that position. The running back room is extremely deep. Cadillac has done a good job constructing that room and then getting all those guys to buy into sharing the ball. They're all bought in on sharing the ball, truly. Watching Jarquez Hunter and Demari Alston and uh, uh, Brian Batty just interact with each other. Yeah. And Brian just got here. Yeah. Already feels like he's one of the guys, like he's part of the squad. Like he just, he fits right in. Uh, it's super important. You know, they, they all think they can beat each other in a 100-meter race. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be, uh, they're going to put on a show this year. Auburn has a top three 
running back room in the SEC today. And I think that's in large part thanks to Cadillac Williams. Okay. I, I mean, listen, I, I can't say enough about the job that he did uh, in that time, and I've already spoken on it. Last thing I want to do before we transition to the break, though, is I want to uh, talk a little bit. And we're, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the offense and the defense and the special teams separately and, and the kind of projections of where we feel like they are on letter grades. Um, but this is just a random. I didn't even think of this until just now. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot right now um, because we are talking about offseason projections. But what in your opinion, outside of what we just talked about with Cadillac, was the biggest thing that Coach Freeze did, and like the the if you could just name like this one move right here, I think is the best move, chess move that he made during this entire off season. I'll start while I give you guys time to think about it because I did literally just think of this as we were talking. Okay. Um, outside of ha- hiring Cadillac, which I think was an absolutely amazing thing, and he he did what he needed to do there. I think the best offseason move, in my opinion, that he's made is betting on his guy, linebacker coach Josh Aldridge, and bringing him over. Because Josh Aldridge, in my opinion, has been one of the better hires that has been brought in as far as what I'm seeing is dividends on what they're bringing in in the linebacker core and recruitment and just talking to guys on the team about the standard that he's bringing. I think Josh Aldridge is going to end up being a really good coach for Auburn. I, I hope I don't eat my words on this. But I like what he's doing in the recruitment, and I like what he's doing so far in the evaluation game for that linebacker room. I don't know how well they're going to play this year because we, you know, we, the linebackers had a ways to go before they were going to be a quality unit. But I do like what Josh Aldridge has done so far. I think that's one of the better moves made during this offseason. I have a secondary one, if no that I try to leave it open because I think somebody will. But if nobody says it, I'll come back with my second one. Who wants to start first? You, you look less one. puzzled, um, yeah, Mike. So I'll go with yeah, you. What you got? I'm going to go with hiring Philip Montgomery. Listen, mm. this offensive coordinator thing sunk the last coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, factual. <laughs> it sunk the last coach. It literally was his undoing. Uh, I mean, Austin he had Davis. Mike Bobo year one, <laughs> and then the Austin Davis debacle, and then... Uh, yeah, Brian. I'm uh, not Brian. Um, Kisal bringing being the guy. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, bad. Yeah, I I know some people are going to be like, but he's an offensive head coach. Well, you know, so was the last guy, and so was the guy for him. And the offense has been a mess for a decade. So, uh, f- finding if you want to take more of a CEO approach as an offensive head coach, then Good this one. is a really important hire. Yeah. Uh, and Philip Montgomery has got some innovative stuff. Now they they're mixing their systems. We'll see how it turns out. You know, Hugh Freeze feels like it is an advantage that nobody knows what this is going to look like. Uh, you know, for the most part, I think they'll try to keep it as bland as possible versus UMass if they can. But Philip Montgomery, to me, is the is the piece for Auburn um, that will determine whether this team is just barely making a bowl game or if they are causing trouble for people come November. Mm. I won't say winning the West. I'm just saying, like, is is that is Auburn the team that nobody wants to face come November? And Philip Montgomery is going to have a lot to do with that. Just, I keep saying this. Think about how many games over the last five or six years Auburn lost because they couldn't score three touchdowns. Right. 
You know, it, unreal. Because they could not find the end zone three times in a game. In today's college football, that's almost unheard of. It really is. In today's college football, unless you're playing a Georgia-type defense, that's almost unheard of. Right. The rules are so offense-friendly. And so not be able to find the end zone three times in a game is crazy. Now, most games, Auburn has played down to the competition offensively for too long. Philip Montgomery is going to be Hugh Freeze's most important coaching piece, I think, moving forward. And he's, it's a guy that he has a chance to actually keep here for a few years well as well if he does well, I think. Yeah, I, don't I mean, think it just, he, I think it depends on whether or not Philip Montgomery wants to go back into head coaching, how long he stays, right. but yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of my thing. I think he's a guy who might stick around for three years at least for you. So that you have some time to build some continuity at that position. And if they find enough success, of course, people are going to come knocking because that's what happens to Auburn. Anytime they find some success, people come knocking for the coordinators. But if you're going to have a successful program, turnover there is what you have to deal with. Philip Montgomery, in my book, is the guy uh, that I'm going to be looking at as the most important um, or the most regrettable. Hoping it's the, you know, hoping it's, you know, the most thankful. But you got to look there, man. And you can't you can't look anywhere but quarterback, man, and scheme. Uh, you know, if you're talking about what was the most important thing for him to do, it had to be it's got to be Philip Montgomery, man. I just I don't know how else to put it, right? You know, I'm if, this not mad at that. if this offensive line does not play well, then they need to scheme better. They need to scheme it around it somehow. Um, it, scheme is going to be so important. Uh, you, we've seen better teams do it. You know, scheme around your weaknesses. And, and Auburn has been unable to do it for so long. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with. I think I think Phil Montgomery is the guy for Hugh Freeze. Be Will, what you got? I think I would agree with either one of those, either Aldridge or Phil Montgomery. Um, but if I can't use those, then I, I honestly, I'd say Peyton Thorne. Okay, that was actually my secondary one that I yeah. was going to say if nobody else said it, and I have specific reasons for it. But tell me your reasoning behind it. Well, it's, it's not because Peyton Thorne is a slam lock. Like people think to tend to think that unless you saw somebody doing Caleb Williams things, and he wasn't a big deal. Oh, it's not Caleb. Like Caleb Williams, that was excitement, right? When he was in the transfer portal, and, we, and Auburn thought he might have a shot at getting him for a minute, and we did. You no, know, uh, the the value of. Peyton Thorne, the quarterback, is maturity a really high floor, but getting the other two to press harder. That can I make one position better? Yes, but not just when one guy is in. I can make that position better because the other two guys will be better for him having been here. They have somebody to chase. And that has been valuable from the reaction of how Hugh Freeze has characterized the improvement of all quarterbacks. Over the course of the, the fall camp, that's been the most valuable thing outside of the thing that you took. Because I, I think the OC really might be the most important uh, if Phil Montgomery coming in. But Aldridge, too, it, I, I can't say enough, man. We see so often when we have a truly elite position coach, we excel there in recruiting. We got every dude we wanted at linebacker so far. Every last one of them. It didn't matter who had them first. We got them. So, yeah, I agree with those. But going outside of those two. Yeah, so what I was going to say in regard to the Peyton Thorne situation, similarly, it's not really so much about how good or bad Peyton Thorne is going to be. Like, I don't know that that matters at this point in time. It's the competition. But 
in a broader thing, I think I like the way he's handled the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not overly ambitious in going out there trying to get someone out of the portal just because people were jumping into the portal. He vetted his options that were available to him. Um, and I don't know that he didn't miss on some people who he really wanted before now. But what I do know is that he wasn't going to rush into the decision. He took the decision of who is going to be a guy I can add to this quarterback room with a care that I love that he did. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Peyton Thorns, who ended up being the guy. And Peyton Thorns is not a bad guy to be able to pick up in that second portal window, man. And no. like, it's just, you're, you're not going to get a lot of game changers at any position there. And if you do happen to land on a game changer, it's going to be a, an under the radar. Nobody thought that that kid was that good. If they knew that they were that good, then they either were starting where they were coming from or they were already in the portal looking for some big NIL payoff somewhere. Like that's just kind of how it works these days. But the way that he handled the search for a new quarterback and not jumping to the gun and and going after whoever was out there, um, I like the way he handled it. And then again, to the point that you may be, Will, about increasing the urgency and the competition from the young men that were in that room mm-hmm. uh, and making sure that the guy that he brought in at least had a floor that was acceptable, not just a, you know, um, I think I think that was him um, that I heard talking about recently about like taking guys that are ready to play right now versus developmental pieces. And some of the guys are a little bit more developmental. No, actually that was Bruce Pearl that was talking about that. Shout out to Bruce Pearl. He was, uh, did a press availability recently and he was talking about the difference between, yeah, I could, he's like, I could have signed this guy or went, we could have gone harder after X, Y guy in the portal. But for me at certain positions, it was more about bringing in someone who is developmental, who I knew could come off the bench and in other places, it was about getting the person who I felt like could start immediately. I think that uh, Coach Freeze has done a very similar thing with what, how he's selected guys from the portal. It's been more about fit than it's been about star power. And yeah. I like that. 